You ready for the word today? I am. We're still in Ephesians. How to live an effective Christian life. Amen. Don't worry, yours is coming. I'll be on you in a minute, you know. (laughs) Tom is going to help me out with my sermon in a little while. The title of today is Living by the Spirit's Power. We need the Holy Spirit power. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, we need the Holy Spirit. Got to have him. And we're going to be in Ephesians 5, 15 to 21 today. So if you'll stand with me and we'll read. Ephesians 5, beginning at verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks For everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of the reverence of Christ. Your heavenly Father has become before you. I pray that, Lord, our hearts would be open wide to receive, Lord, this word. That, Lord, that we'd be transformed by the hearing of your word. And I pray that, Lord, that you show us today how to be more careful. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. You may be seated. Now, I know there's a lot going on in our world today, a lot going on in Israel. For those of you that are going on the trip to Israel, we're still planning to go. So if you haven't sent in that next payment, please do so. That next payment is refundable if something happens. And Pastor Emil has said um, that if something happens, if this war extends and we can't go, we will... Uh, see if they can change the date. So what's going on in Israel? I I know that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about these things, the wars, the rumors of wars, that war is coming and and it's going to come in Israel. And, you know, and he says, watch out because then the end shall come. So we, we know things and we all agree that Jesus is coming. Amen. Jesus is coming. So things are going to happen. But what the Lord's been sharing with me about this is don't lose sight of what you're to do. We can get so distracted by what's happening that we forget that. Let me fix this thing real quick. We forget about what we're to do. We're to tell people about Jesus. We're to be focused on sharing Jesus with people. Amen. We spent an hour praying for Israel the other night and we're praying that they would have a great awakening, that their hearts would be open wide to who God is because Israel is very liberal, very liberal. And we're praying for an awakening to God. They have gay pride parades in Jerusalem. They sued the mayor to be able to get them and the mayor lost. So there's a, a liberalism in in Israel that they need an awakening to God. Amen. They need to turn their hearts back to the father for him to do a supernatural work there. So that's, that's my prayer, but we're still planning on going. 
So if you signed up, send that money to email that next thousand dollars. And uh, I, th I still believe it's going to be a great time. Thank you, Delanda. <laughs> It'll be a great time. But remember, the, the rest of the money is refundable, but he's got to have it and got to be ready for it. So praise the Lord. Amen. But keep praying for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, just we did a whole list of things the other night to pray for. But uh, pray for the innocent people. You know, because the Hamas is doing things that are just so atrocious. And everybody's just kind of putting that on the back burner about what they've done. Cutting babies' heads off and things. I mean, it's terrible what they've been doing. So, we're here today. Paul... Paul has been giving us a lot to think about out of the book of Ephesians. He tells us to put off your old man. Amen. We're to put off our old man, our old nature, our old way of doing things. When we come into the kingdom of God, we're to put off those things we used to do. Amen. The things that the Bible calls sin, put them away. And then he says, put on the new man, put on God's way of doing things and God's way of being right. That's how we've got to turn our, that's how we turn our lives around. We put off the old, we put on the new and we're different. Amen. And then we don't grieve the Holy Spirit because that we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we want to walk in unity with each other. We want to walk hand in hand with each other. We want to bless each other. We want to encourage one another. Amen. We want to walk in unity. And we want to walk in love. Amen. That's a big thing. You know, the world will know that we're Christians by our love for each other. So we got to stop being divided and we got to be loving. We got to be kind to each other. Amen. And we got to walk in the light. Walk as the light, as we talked about two weeks ago. You know, I know John Harkey was here last week, but two weeks ago I talked about being the light. We got to be the light of the world, amen? We got to let our light shine that when people see us, they see Jesus. Amen. amen. They look at you and they go, wow. You know, I mean, you know, some say when Moses went up on the mountain to be with the Lord and he came down and his face shined so bright. Now, some say that the veil was put there because it was so bright and hard to look upon. And some say it was put there because it began to fade. Don't let your light fade. Amen. Stay as children of the light. Walk in the light. Let your light shine before men. Amen. And there's a lot, you know, um, that as a society, we've not adhered to in the word of God. We let that light grow down. And the body of Christ, uh, and I'm not talking about new hope, so don't take it personal unless it fits, but the, the, the body of Christ has gone the way of the world in a lot of areas. They've chosen to do things the world's way and allow the world in, into the church. And um, people are doing things the way that they think it's okay and not according to what the word because they, they can't imagine that God would say that. And, um, but God does say things and he does want things a certain way because he knows what brings death and he knows what brings life. And that's why he says those things. He wants us to live, amen? He gave us a warning and, and then Paul comes out and he starts out with, be careful how you live. Be careful how you live, amen? Be careful. 
That would suggest that we need to be careful about what we're doing, amen? We need to walk carefully about what we're doing. I'm reading this book, and the writer suggests that today, many people are asking this question. How far can I go and still be a Christian? How far can I go and still be a Christian? Um, and it, it, it seems to be right. It is that in many people that I talk to are asking questions of how far can I go and, and still be okay? You know, is this okay? Can I, you know, questioning what can I do in the world that I'm still going to be okay? I'm still going to, you know, be, be labeled a Christian. I'm still going to, I mean, the thing I'm concerned about, am I going to go when the trumpet sounds? That's, that's it. Am I going to go when the trumpet sounds, you know? And, um, but the question that he, he says that we should be asking is how holy can I be? How holy can I be? And Paul's really encouraging us to not walk close to that line of the world's way of doing things. Because we know that, we all know, sin's fun for a moment, but sin leads to death. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen, that's, we're falling short. So when, when you think about that, you know, Paul's saying, stay away from the line. What line? Is there a line? The line between good and evil. There's a line. Deuteronomy 28, 13, it says, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall live, you shall be above only, not beneath. If, everybody say if. You heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful. Everybody say careful. To observe them. There's that word again, careful. In this context, it's used in the context to be obedient to the commandments of the Lord. And I think Paul is encouraging us to the same thing. In, in Galatians, um, it talks about obeying the, walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, you know, and that we're not of the law. We're not of the law. That doesn't mean that you don't do the law. It's just that when you're walking in the spirit, the law is easy. You don't focus on the law because you're walking in the spirit. You're walking in a way, such a way, in a manner that you're being careful with your life that you want to please God, amen? You want to be a blessing. You want to be the light. So you're, you're walking in the light. And so it's, it's easier. You're not bound by the law because you're, you're fulfilling the law. Because you're not, you don't have to concentrate on it. You're not going, oh my gosh, did I do this, this, or this? No, you're walking in the spirit. So you're walking in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of your flesh because that's what the law deals with, our flesh. And so when, we, when we're in that mode of walking in the spirit, we're not focusing on the law. We're not legalistic. We're just saying, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I'm gonna walk with God. I'm gonna fulfill, I'm gonna fulfill God's plan and not my plan. I want to do things God's way, not my way. In Job chapter 28, verse 28, it says that the fear of the Lord is wisdom and departing from evil is understanding. 
And Paul tells us to be wise. Be wise. And that means have a fear of the Lord. You know, and, and to, to be um, understanding of God's word is to departing from evil. We're leaving that alone. We're not having anything to do with evil. Amen. Because our spirit, man, is, is just screaming inside, don't do it. And you know when that voice starts getting quiet? Is when we don't listen. When he tells you to don't do it and you do it. When he tells you don't do it, you do it. And, 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 he, and that voice just goes quieter and quieter. And pretty soon you don't hear the Holy Spirit anymore. And you're doing your own thing. And you don't understand the conviction anymore because you can't feel it. Because you've crossed that line so far. It's like, I can't even hear him anymore. I can't feel him because you've crossed the line and you're not coming back and repenting. See, you can come back across the line, but it comes with repentance. It comes with saying, oh God, what did I do? I'm so sorry. Forgive me for doing this. Forgive me. You know, when, that's when your spirit man starts waking up. You know, it, it's like Delana says, how do we press into the Lord? Come and repent. Press into him. Lord, I'm sorry. Whatever I'm doing, I want to do it your way. I want to get with you, God. Come to him, amen. Get the understanding so that you're departing from evil. And Paul said, be wise in your decisions. Think about what you're doing. Be in control. I don't know, I don't know how God will judge us in the end. I don't know how it all is all going to work. He's probably got more grace than we do because we're very hard on people. But it would do us all good to walk carefully in our decision-making process and attach ourselves to the wisdom of God. Walk carefully is where he's calling us to. You gotta be aware. And, and the, the idea of walking carefully is that we make the most of every opportunity in these days, of every opportunity. I've been teaching um, evangelism on Tuesday nights in our school of ministry. And, and the study asked us to take advantage of every opportunity that we have to share Jesus with people. Look for opportunity to share the love of God. Now, I, I was buying Delanda a birthday present a couple weeks ago. And as I was sitting in there in the finance office, the, the, I'll just tell you the guy's name. If he's watching, praise God, if he ever clicks in, his name was Ace. Ace was his name. And I said, Ace, I just want to let you know that you didn't get me by chance. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus loves you. And he looks at me and he says, well, you know, he, he loves everybody, doesn't he? You know, and I, and I said, yes, he does. But he sent me here today to tell you that he loves you. He's like, really? I said, absolutely. 
And he, he says, well, you know, I believe that if I'm a good person, that I do things right, that I'll go to heaven. I said, that's a lie. He's like, what? I said, that's a lie. You're, you have wrong thinking. I mean, I got so bold. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, ooh, get it. <laughs> I said, you're, you're thinking wrong. I said, the Bible declares that there's only one way to, to God. And that's through his son, Jesus, by giving your life to Christ. That's the only way to heaven. I said, you can't be good enough to get there. You need Jesus. And he's like, oh. He says, well, you know. And I said, you married? He says, yeah. I said, you got kids? He says, yeah. I said, you ever take them to church? He goes, no. I said, did you go to church as a kid? Oh, yeah. And I said, well, how are your kids going to get a moral compass if you don't start taking them to church? Do you know what them schools are teaching your kids right now? And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I am crazy. I told you that before. But, <laughs> but listen, man, th that guy, he needs to know. He needs to know this is what's going to happen, man. Jesus has come. And if you're not ready, you're going to miss. And then you probably, you probably won't make want to make a commitment to Jesus afterwards either, after he comes. So then I, I got out, the, the other salesman that was helping me. I said, I said, come here. And he comes over to me. I said, let me just tell you this, man. I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you. and He's got a plan for your life. And he, and he just looked at me and he smiled and he said, thank you. I needed to hear that today. I said, okay. And I left. You know, some plant, some water, and God brings the harvest. Whatever role God puts you in, I know I planted a seed in Ace's heart that day. And I was very kind. I was very gentle with him. I wasn't as loud as I am today because we were in an office. But we have to take advantage of the opportunities we have. And we're going to do that by not just being kind and loving, but by opening our mouth and by sharing. Amen. Our role as Christians is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul is telling us to live in such a way that, that our lives imitate God. Amen. We imitate God. We reflect the light. We reflect the light and we're to take advantage of the opportunities he brings us to share the love of God with people. Amen. You know, and it just so happens, not this last Wednesday, but a week ago Wednesday, we prayed for each other for divine opportunities to do that. And the next day, I'm in there with a divine opportunity to share the love of God with Ace. We prayed about it on Wednesday nights. We laid hands on each other. Where are you, Jay? JR prayed for me. JR laid hands on me. He prayed for me that I would have divine opportunities. I prayed for him to have divine opportunities. We took time to pray for that. And when you take time to pray for it, God will bring you the opportunity if you're looking for it. You've got to be aware, amen? Stop trying to see how far you can get away from the truth and start seeing how holy you can be and to share the love of God with people. Because if you're looking around, he's coming. 
And you got to be ready. And he wants us to be holy. And he says, he says, Paul says, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine. Come on, somebody help me out here. (laughs) I thought I was going to have to start over. Don't be drunk with wine or any other hard liquor. The Bible's clear about drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what it says. Galatians 5.21, you you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, there's a whole list of things in Galatians chapter 5 that'll keep you away from the kingdom of God. There's a whole list of things. But Paul brings up one. And Paul wrote Galatians too, but he brings up one. Don't be drunk with wine. So he's speaking, speaking of, don't get drunk, don't be drunk. And, And I believe the reason is that is in the first three verses. Let's look back at them. Verse, verse 15, I didn't put them on the screen. He said, verse 15 says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity in those evil days. 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So he says, be careful. Amen. Be careful. Everybody say, be careful. We got to be careful with, with what God has given us. Be careful with it. I mean, it's a special package. It's a, um, what is that? The, the pearl. It's, it's beautiful. And we need to take care of it. We need to be careful. And when, you, when, and, and when he says, don't live like fools. And, and then make the most of every top opportunity. Don't, don't act thoughtlessly. See, what he's describing right here is how a drunkard acts. A drunkard is not careful with his words or his actions. And they live like fools. They do crazy things. And, and then they make, they make the most of every opportunity to do bad things. And they act thoughtlessly. But listen, there's people that are not drunk that are acting this way. They're acting like a drunk. They're, they're, they're not being careful. They're acting thoughtlessly. They're living like fools right now. They're not even drunk. They're not drunkards. So I think that's why Paul picked that word because it's describing how a lot of people are acting these days. They're doing their own way. They're not being careful with God's entrusted to them. So they're just having their way with what they want to do. Don't act like a drunk, amen. Don't miss out on what God has for you. Some people are missing out on what God has for them right now. They're acting drunk. They're not being careful. Their lives are missing out on what God has planned for them. Amen. You might even say, I don't even drink. Well, the issue is not being careful. You got to be careful with what God has given you. And it's not just, you know, because you're drinking too much. It's, It's just you're not doing it. You're just doing your thing. And we can't keep doing our own thing. Because Jesus is coming and he, when that trumpet sounds it and, and you're gone and, and you're, or you're not gone. Whew, oh, that's heavy. One's gone, one's not gone. It's going to be terrible. And God's standard is where we've got to be. We can't do our own thing. This is why Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. All the time, be filled. Look at your neighbor and say, be filled. Get filled, stay filled. 
Don't let your cup, cup run empty when it comes to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to influence all aspects of our lives, amen? It, it, overflowing, in transformed relationships, in dynamic ministry, in enhanced worship, enhanced worship. Everybody say enhanced worship which includes your personal prayer language, which means to pray in the spirit. Let it flow out of you, just a river, just flowing out of you. You, you get filled. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come back right now. You get filled by asking God to fill you, amen? You get filled by praying in the spirit. You, you, you pray in the spirit and you get filled. It's, it's a constant thing. As you're praying in the spirit, you get filled. I need the worship team to come back up right now. Come on, hustle. <laughs> I'm moving fast. <laughs> but you keep getting filled the same way. Coming before God and asking him to fill you, Amen. You don't ask him to fill you. You just ask him, fill me, fill me, fill me. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask him that your cup would run over, that you would have an abundance of who he is in you. And, and when you get, as you're being filled with the Spirit, as you're walking the Spirit, it should bring you to a place that you worship God freely. That you're free to worship, amen? That you can sing songs and spiritual songs over people. Now that seems weird, huh, Dwayne? Singing over each other. You know, that's, that seems a little crazy, doesn't it? To sing over each other. You know, it's like, hey, they laid up, la, la, la. You know. <laughs> but your spirit overflows with worship to the Lord. You don't need words on a screen to sing to the Lord. It should be what's in you. It should be what's in you, amen? You just need to press, press into the Lord. Come close to him. Come close to him and, and let your heart be filled so that you can just freely worship him, amen? We want to freely worship him. We don't want to hold back from him. We want to express our thanksgiving to him, making melody in our heart to him. We want to sing. We want to let it flow out of our spirit, amen? That's what we want to do. We want to let it flow. You want to make this part of your life that when the overflow happens in you, that it touches other people, that you're not afraid. I remember my son-in-law, Greg, he's, uh, we're driving down the road. I said, hey, buddy. I said, we're going to worship in the spirit. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm going to sing two lines of a song. And then you sing two lines of the song. And he's like, well, what song? I said, we're going to make it up. He's like, what? He's like, come on, man. I go, no, really, really, really. I said, I'll go first, give you an idea, and then we'll go. I'll do two lines, you do two lines, I'll do two lines, you do two lines. Because I'm trying to teach him, he was our worship leader, and I'm trying to teach him how to worship freely. So I, I sing a couple of lines, and he's like, oh my gosh. You know, but he does it. He sings a couple lines. I sing a couple lines. He sings a couple lines. And pretty soon we're just flowing in the spirit. The Holy Spirit just fills the car and it's just incredible, you know. But it may seem foreign to us. That kind of stuff may seem foreign to us. You know, I said, other, well, not just China, other countries. I said, we're going we're gonna to worship the Lord. And I tell them this. I said, we're going to sing a song 
that we know. And then when that song's done, then we're going to sing in tongues in the spirit. And then I'm going to tell you to stop. And then the only thing that we're going to sing is what we hear from heaven. People think I'm a little crazy. One time, the only instrument we had was a, a drum set and a drummer. So he gets over there and he leads us in a song on that drum set. And then we started, after that song, we started worshiping in the spirit, just singing to the Lord. And I said, okay, now only what you hear from heaven. And some guy started singing a song that, it was in a different language, but I knew it. And I said, that's not it, sir. Just hold on to that. And then this little girl, she stood up in the back and she started to sing. People started falling out off of the, the pews. We had, our pews were 12 inches high, six inches wide with potato sacks on them, no back. And I spoke for three hours. People just falling off the pew, just under the power and the presence of God. When the song of heaven come. It was incredibly beautiful. And th that may seem foreign to us, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. Now, I'm not going to ask you to do that today, not this week. But we should be getting so filled with God that we're not embarrassed about it, that we're not afraid, that it flows out of us. It just flows out of us.